You know, we live in a world that is has in many respects just tossed truth right out the window. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as absolute truth. And and of course with that comes the consequences of it. And then on the other side of that, we don't want to become, you know, if you if you only hold truth, you become legalistic. And, you know, we understand that we have to have both of those, not 50-50. We have 100% of both of those. I mean, we have to have 100% truth, and we have to walk daily in 100% grace. Welcome to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. Glad you're here with us today. Uh, I'm in the studio with some some good friends of mine and also some co-workers, uh, John Bailey and Mark Renfro. Welcome, guys. Glad you're here with us today. Thanks. Glad to be here. And this is one of the few times we've actually had in the studio uh, working together, um, just uh, a whole team of world challenge sites. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, the, um, it's, that's, that's rare for us. Normally our guests are outside, but uh, you, you guys have such great content uh, when you speak to our leadership team here at World Challenge or our staff meetings or devotions or when you're um, out in, in um, you know, pastoring or missions work. So, um, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourself a little bit, but but I just, just want you to know this is John Bailey, and John is is, is, is a pastor of pastors. He's been pastoring uh, churches. He's been a missionary overseas in Ireland, and uh, now is uh, our COO of World Challenge, and really helping us create a an opportunity to serve more people and and do it well. But I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit more about yourself. And, uh, and Mark Renfro is head of our missions ministry, uh, 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 C- CMO, uh, yep. chief ministry missions operator officer, yep. and uh, and the three of us really spend a lot of time together trying to create uh, what God has for us. So thanks, guys, for being on today. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, a new venture you guys are engaging in. Uh, a new podcast. So just take a few minutes to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first of all. John, if you don't mind starting. Well, good. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting us Thanks, uh, to be here. Yeah. And uh, how much I have over the years just had such a love and respect for your father, for yourself, and just thank the you. message of World Challenge. Um, so I was raised in a home uh, with a lot of brokenness. Um, when I was young, drugs and alcohol, Played college football, bouncing bars, came to know Jesus uh, in in jail, uh, and the Lord did a deep work in my life. gave gave me a love for the Word, um, and in those earlier formative years, uh, really seeking God and seeking truth, wound up going to Bible college, felt a call to ministry, and so spent about thirteen years doing youth and young adult ministry, uh, ministering to the next generation. Uh, I then went to be a missionary for. Uh, was a missionary for about uh, eight and a half years. We lived in Ireland, the south of Ireland, in a place called Cork. Uh, it was the mo- the south of Ireland, the most unreached part of Europe at that point. And uh, we, we were missionaries there. Uh, then came back and started a church in Jacksonville. Uh, we're about to have the 10th year anniversary at the church. We started with seven people in a trailer. And today it's just a thriving church. They actually moved into uh, uh, the new building that we had kind of put together. They moved in this last Sunday and the church is alive. Uh, have a, a guy that took the church over that was with me in Ireland at 14 years of age. He would <laughs> go great. onto the streets and tell people about Jesus. He wound up coming over as a, a staff pastor, Pastor Owen, and he is doing a fantastic job as the pastor there. And God has just really blessed me. He's blessed me with an amazing family. I have a wife um, and two beautiful kids that love the Lord and just... Um, 
I'm living the life. I, I feel like a, a major league baseball player. I get paid to do the things that yeah. I love and yeah. uh, really appreciate, you know, serving God and being a part of World Challenge. Yeah, and sometimes we travel almost as much as a major league baseball player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of the things, as you were talking, you know, about being in, I think it was Tampa City Jail. Yeah. You, um, in a lot of churches or ministries like World Challenge, that, 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 that might be an unusual thing, like, oh, so somebody's on your staff that was in jail. Here at World Challenge, in our history of Teen Challenge, yeah. particularly, I'd say, like, you know, at particular Teen Challenge, my history with them, if you weren't in jail, you were probably the anomaly. You know, so, so it's not. Uh, but, uh, you know, God's done such a great work in in your heart and life, and, and you're, you're right about your family. It's really, really good. And then you were a friend of uh, Mark. You actually helped get Mark involved here at World Challenge. Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. 30 years as a missionary, yeah. married to an amazing lady, Amy. We have four great kids that are uh, adults now. They've all grown and gone. And uh, they're at various places on their spiritual walk. And we just love them and pray for them and, yeah. you know, continue to invest in their lives. Uh, you know, 30 years spent most of that time in Amman, Jordan. All of it spent in the Arab Muslim world. So, you know, I think that helps prepare me when I talk to and I minister in an American context where we're thinking about, you know, we're clearly seeing loss of freedom yeah. in, in our context. We're seeing ministry becoming more and more difficult. Hmm. Believers who are trying to live for God are facing more ostracism, ridicule. Maybe we haven't gone to persecution yet, but, but certainly, mm -hmm. you know, it wouldn't be unexpected maybe to say that we could see that coming down the road. And yet what I've discovered in 30 years of living in the Muslim world is that we can live in those kinds of contexts, in those kinds of days, and yet our faith can still thrive. Wow. Amen. You know, it's not just a survival faith. Christ promised us life abundant. And that means that we can thrive even in the most difficult circumstances. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have the honor now of leading a phenomenal missions team here at World Challenge. We're engaged in about 72 countries around the world, impacting people, mm. helping them to see community transformation, the church planted, and of course, always giving priority to peoples and places where the gospel isn't. Yeah. Um, and John, you know, I've, whenever I introduce Mark, I always say he's like one of the top five missiologists, <laughs> missions-minded, missions-engaged persons I've ever met. I don't know four people that I would put ahead of him, but I just don't like to say <laughs> he's the number one in the world. I just didn't want to make that claim because he's, you know, in yeah. our tribe here. So, but uh, you know, I, I stand by that. I really think you have you. have have that heart, and and you with the church planting and pastoring and. And ministry. I mean, it's the top of the line. So I'm thrilled to be on a team like this. It's, it's good. And, uh, and I'm thrilled also to announce the start of your guys' podcast as well. I've been doing this one for about, I guess, getting close to three years now. Uh, so you guys are launching a podcast. When's that? Tell, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the thinking behind that or the vision behind that. When? How did it start? What What was your thinking? Well, like a lot of things that happened here at World Challenge, it started with John walking into my office one day. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, uh, hey, but, Mark, you know whatever falls behind that is going to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the title of the podcast is Truth and Grace with John and Mark. Truth and Grace yeah. with John and Mark. So because we feel like that's both of those things are equally important. Yeah. You know, we live in a world that is has 
in many respects, just toss truth right out the window. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as absolute truth. And, and of course, with that comes the consequences of it. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, we don't want to become, you know, if you, if you only hold truth, you become legalistic. Yep. And, you know, we understand that we have to have both of those, not 50-50. We have 100% of both of those. Good. I mean, we have to have 100% truth and we have to walk daily in 100% grace. Yeah. And for ourselves, for others, pastors, that's, how they, that's when they prosper in ministry. That's when they change lives of people who are listening to them. So that's the title. The subtitle of it is Living, Loving, and Leading in a Broken World. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, living is that piece of helping people who are listening walk with Christ in a broken world. Yeah. The loving piece, how do we live in right relationship with our neighbors who are not Christ followers? How do we be light and salt without compromising truth? How do we live in grace in right relationship with people inside and outside the body of Christ? And then, of course, the leading piece is we really have a burden for those who are involved in ministry in America. Ministry is mm -hmm. not easy in any context, mm -hmm. and but in today's world, it really seems to be increasingly difficult. And we want to help encourage those who are um manning the oars and, you know, trying to lead Christ's vessel yeah. down the road, yeah. down the river. Well, one thing I'm excited about is, first of all, doing the podcast with Mark. Um, you know, I was a missionary for eight years. I hate to say that when I'm with Mark because of the context he was in. Uh, he really is one of the great missionaries. Um, but we have been friends for 35 years, probably. Yep. Um, have at times been more in touch or less in touch. Uh, he would come to the church that I pastored yeah. and we would do ministry together there. Um, but we have very different personalities. Mark is more uh, of an introvert. I am, if you had a, a, a definition of an extrovert, that is probably <laughs> me. Uh, I am the extrovert in the room. Uh, I love being around people. Uh, we, But with our personalities being uh, very different, uh, we also have a different view of the world in the context of how we approach even walking out our yeah. faith. And so uh, we want it to be fun. We want it to be interesting. But more than anything, I think that both Mark and I realize is the, that sometimes in this broken world, it can be difficult to live. It can be difficult to love and walk the relationships out. And then when it comes to leading, whether that is in a ministry position or just somebody who attends a church that wants to fulfill the purposes of God, yeah. mm -hmm. it can be difficult to do that. And the tools that we want to bring is, you know, many years of walking through difficulties and hardships and finding the grace of God and having the love for truth and being able to speak that. And we feel like just as Gary was, you know, sharing about World Challenge and a big part of what our mission is here is that we want to speak the uncompromising truth. But dear Lord, we don't ever want to be legalistic. We want the love and the grace of God to flow out of that. And so we hope as we go through this podcast to really help to engage Christians in what the spiritual war that is surrounding us and to speak life and to walk through those difficulties and to trust God because it can be hard to walk out uh, the love of God in this broken world. So we're excited to be able to share some of the experiences that we've been through and then be able to help people walk through uh, the difficulties that they may be facing. Beautiful. Well, it's going to be going to be rich. I think that what would be some of the, you know, as you're talking about living and loving and leading, what would be some of the topics 
for that for those to help somebody live to love to lead like what what type of would it be like hey today we're going to talk to you about how to live i mean you'd have to have some subtopics in there what what are some things on your guys heart uh, to to encourage people in to help them grow i know you were talking earlier was we were talking before the podcast about spiritual growth wanting to see how people grow spiritually but do you have some thoughts on some topics you guys might want to be covering well the first uh week or two we're going to talk about restoration and uh, if you talk about living in a broken world, there's nobody, you can put on all the religious facade, but the truth is, if you live in this fallen world, we all face brokenness. And so we're going to talk about restoration, what it means to have loss, what it means to fail, what it means to go through uh, hardship. And I do want to say, maybe you're watching today and you have been through a moment in your life that you feel like you have failed and you know, God, can you even forgive me? And how do I pick up the pieces and move mm -hmm. forward? And we want to talk to you about some of those moments in our life. We want to talk to you about how you get up in the morning and walk forward, even when you don't feel like it. And so uh, that's that's one instance. But overall, we want people to help to help people to thrive in their walk with God because it can be different. Uh, you know, Mark said it earlier today in devotions, you know, the in-between time of between here and when we're when one day we're standing in the presence of Jesus. This in-between time can be very difficult to navigate through. And so we want to be an encouragement and a help and speak life into some of those areas. Um, yeah, one of the things, for instance, we talk about the loving piece. You know, as I travel around and speak, it's, it's probably because it's a little bit of our own story, but I, I'm constantly interacting with pastors who will tell us about, you know, we have this child who's walked away from God. Or I've got these people in my church who are facing this issue with their child. This past week, I got a phone call from a pastor who's like, I got a person in my church that's dealing with this very, very difficult issue. And I've never walked down this road. You have. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think part of that in that loving piece is we want to help people with tangible advice, but from a biblical perspective of how do we walk through the landmines that might exist culturally in our world and relationally. So here again, keeping completely devoted to the truth piece, but walking in grace so that we're able to stay in relationship with unbelievers, mm -hmm. you know, because the Bible is actually pretty clear about how we're supposed to interact with unbelievers, Yep. you know, and, um, I grew up in a context where the church sort of withdrew from the world. You know, it became like a holy huddle, which wasn't actually very holy. <laughs> Claimed to be, but, you know, you know, and um, but, you know, and so and a lot of times it's, it was fear based, yep. you know, and, mm -hmm. and as a parent of four, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you want to protect your child. You know, you want to you don't want them in bad relationships. You want that. And yet we understand that as Christ followers, that. We're engaged. We're called to be engaged in the world, and at the same time, that's actually how my faith is strengthened. Yeah, by getting yeah. out in the world, you know. And so, we want to help people with practical tools as they engage with unbelieving people. And then, when they, you know, some of those will be in the workplace. Some of those may be in the home. Mm -hmm. And so, we want to give people practical tools to mm. help them in this. Yeah. So, you know, so when I started this podcast, I was thinking, like, okay. You know what would be the one outcome I'd like to see happen if people sort of engaged in listening? If they if they listened to more than dropping in for ten minutes of one of them and 
dropped out. You know, what what would over the months if they kept looking at it? And, and it really, for me, I think it, it came down to this this serious, sober, holy, vibrant pursuit of God to to love Him deeply and to know who He is, to to, to have a knowledge of God. And so that's kind of been the burning passion all along. So if you if you could say like you know six months from now, if somebody were to to be listening to this podcast week after week. What would you say would be the primary outcome you'd like to see in their life? What, what messages in your heart that you would most want to have unleashed on uh, those who are par- partnering with you? For for me, it I think it's the if hope was a gauge on the car mm-hmm. that we would see their hope gauge wow. go up. That's beautiful. Yeah. That they can have hope that that lives can be restored. Okay. That yeah. they can have hope that the situations I'm facing now don't have to remain the same, you know, that I can be joyful even though I'm discouraged or I'm even depressed. How do I move to a Mm -hmm. position of hope? And so I think that the one thing that John and I bring to the table is both of us have had real life challenges. You know, we've Mm -hmm. walked through some difficult things and yet we're probably more hopeful today than we ever have been. You know, and that's not because things are necessarily easier or better than they've ever been. Yeah. It's just that I feel like I I know I have a better understanding of who God is and what he wants for me, not just what he wants of me. Yeah. And so I just want to see people grow in hope. Hope. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask you a question about that in just a moment. I'll circle back around, but I want John to answer first. Yeah, great question. Um, you know, at the church that I started in Jacksonville, Gary, you've been there. Uh, we have uh, our slogan that we have in our foyer says, authentic people trusting Christ. Mm-hmm. And it really is defining for my ministry. It's defining for the church that's there. Great, healthy, vibrant church Absolutely. that's there. Yeah. And I think to translate into that, I, I was reading the scriptures this morning. And, it, and the scripture said, uh, let, let your love be without pretending, let it be authentic. And I think that a lot of church people that attend church every week, that sometimes what we do is we put a veneer on our faith and we have this external, put a smile on, uh, say the right Christianese words, but it really doesn't go deep into the heart. And over the years, because I have dealt with a lot of that, I think specifically in the American context that we can be religious on the surface without having the depth of really understanding biblical faith and grace and what it, what authenticity is. And, and the thing that I would love to see is people walk away and go, hey, these guys are not playing. These are people who truly have walked through the fire and walked through the flood and have trusted God Mark here started Baghdad Bible College, <laughs> you know, one of the, the starters of that. In the middle of the Iraqi war, mm. he was uh, landing on an airplane and start. I, I am interested to hear what he has to say yeah. about walking through difficulties and what authentic faith is. And I think that what both of us are going to do that maybe separates us from, you know, I know there's a thousand podcasts you can listen to. But we are going to go to what authentic faith is and how you walk it out in a vibrant way so that the world that's around us sees Mm -hmm. the glory and the love of God expressed in people that are just going through life. And we don't have to put on a fake smile and we don't have to say Christianese words that sometimes have little meaning. 
We want it to be a life that's lived for Christ, to know who he is, and then to walk that out in the relationships yeah. and the ministry that we do. Beautiful. I love how your guys, the, the core issue of your heart that you want to express in your podcast complements each other quite well, I think, you know, because without hope, uh, that's where that false hypocrisy, the false authenticity comes in. I, I really don't have hope, but I'm going to put it on like because I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be hopeful. Uh, yeah. You know, and so I, I think having hope will help people live authentically. And rather than, I think in the world without Christ, it's easy to say like, oh, let's let's strive for authenticity. I, I know there's some major writers in the psychological world that write on authenticity and, and very well known and sell millions of books. But but how do you get authentic if you don't have hope or if you don't really have a sense of being loved by God and stuff? But I think it'd be easy for people to hear you guys say that and go like, oh, of course, you know, he's been a missionary for 30 years and he's been a pastor and it's been years since he's been in jail, <laughs> you know, as, as far as we know anyway, at least. Uh, it's been... We need to you know, talk. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's easy for you guys to talk about hope and living authentically, but, but you said something too, but you guys have been through your own hardship that you've had to say okay you know I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna live with hope i'm gonna live authentically even though i've had these do you mind taking just a few minutes each and just say what are some of the hard things you've had to go through in your life um so so that people could trust okay these are people that just they don't have head knowledge about you know uh, living in a broken world but some of the stuff that you guys have been through in your life to whatever degree it could could be something in ministry, it could be something personal. It could be something in family. It could be something in health. What uh, you know? What What are a few of the things? I'll start with you, John, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, one of the testimonies that we have is uh, between myself and my wife. Uh, if you take collectively our parents, uh, I think there's about 13 marriages. And I want to wow. say this because I'm on a podcast and my mom is probably going to listen and maybe <laughs> my dad. And I just want to say this: my parents love love me. I've never doubted that. And today, uh, both of them are walking with the Lord. Uh, but in my home, there wasn't a lot of spiritual vitality. It was very broken. And my wife uh, came from a very uh, abusive home. And there's a lot of difficulties that are there. And so when you take two people like that and you put them into mm -hmm. a marriage context with all of the past of people either giving up or walking away, or um, we have certainly especially early on in our marriage, we definitely had moments of difficulty. And I, and just to be honest, very transparent here, uh, I was a youth pastor, and there were days that it was very difficult navigating through some of those things. Hopefully we're down the road a little bit, and we've mm -hmm. learned a lot. But I've, this is what I've, I've found coming out of the very broken past that I have, is is walking with God that Jesus really has the answers. And when you go to the Word, and not just the word of God, but the character and the nature of God. And he begins to transform you. He really does make things healthy and he makes things work. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I've found in my life is that when you begin to take, even as believers, some of those past failures and difficulties and sometimes not even seeing the blind places that we have in our life. And when you begin to trust in the Lord, he exposes those things. But he doesn't do those things to bring judgment or like like I think Mark was talking about the, that old church where you feel like God was ready to hit you over the head every time you failed at something. But he wants to take our failures 
and he wants to remake it into something that is a beautiful testimony. And so one of the things that we really want to share is talking about how relationships, when, when you talk about I'm bouncing bars and in jail and some of the things that, of the person that I was, and God, and through his amazing grace, has put a love in my heart for people that are broken and to help them find their pathway to the Lord mm. and walk those things out. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of brokenness. And so yeah. if you listen to our podcast, we're going to be really um, transparent with some of those things yeah. and talk about how to navigate. Because my feeling is there's people that are watching even right now. And you're going, you know what? My life isn't as pristine as maybe sometimes I like to put out. Yeah. And um, help helping to walk through that, That's I think, beautiful. is very important. So good. So good that to hear you say <clears throat> to, to, you know, your vision for helping people become authentic um, <clears throat> is, is where they're at. You know, so so when you when you're in that the middle of a marriage problem or um, health crisis, you're, you're being honest with the people around you. They're, they know what you're going through rather than hiding it. But it's also good, I think, to be, to be listening to somebody who, you know, they talk about a leader being just sort of, you know, a step or two ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have come out of that and stuff. So, so you're not just here <clears throat> saying like, you know, oh, marriage is tough and here's my problems. Uh, <laughs> but you're saying marriage is tough and here are the problems I've had. But I've also seen the victory side of things. I've seen Christ, you know, so, so we're speaking hope, you know, as a, as a testimony. You know, it's like you, you don't want a drug addict get, sitting here saying like, you know, yeah, I'm still I'm still using. Okay, well, OK, you're not somebody who's probably going to guide me out of my addiction. So so you guys would be like kind of a spiritual guide in the sense of a mentor to people as well. So thanks for sharing your heart with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, you want to tackle that one or no? Sure. Okay. I mean, probably the you know, we've like anybody who's been in life or ministry, you've you've there have been times when, you know, you feel like you've been betrayed. Mm. You know, you have people that you've poured your life into and then they um, no other way of saying it you know for their own motives their own desires um, maybe throw you under the bus you know I, I lived I worked in a leadership role for uh, a number of years I used to joke and say if if this job ever comes to a conclusion, I'm going to be a bus mechanic because I've been thrown under one so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they look like. We could like. probably attest to that ourselves. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, well said. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and so those things are, you know, hard, and but you learn to, you know, you, you learn to practice forgiveness. Yeah. You know, you understand early on that forgiveness is a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and that it starts with a decision, and eventually, if you if you act enough times in the right way, eventually you might feel the right way. Yeah. And, you know, but um, so there's those things on the work side, ministry side, but probably the area that we've probably been um, if it makes sense to say beat up on the most has probably been in the area of our children. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we've seen we have four kids we love, you know, yeah. die for any of them. Wow. And occasionally we'd like to kill them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and some of this, you know, that some wounds that the enemy inflicted on their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of our kids suffered sexual abuse mm. and nobody should ever have to walk through that, Mm-mm. you know, and that's their story. So it's probably not mine yeah. to tell. Right. Um, but I can tell my part of it is a father. And, you know, having to walk through that and, and how does God, how do we pray for and hope for and believe for restoration, mm. you know, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Right. 
in all of that. Um, we've got some kids that aren't walking with the Lord. Mm. And as someone who believes that, you know, our, every person is, is eternal and, you know, wants to see every person on the planet uh, living in joyful reunion with their Heavenly Father for all eternity, when your own child isn't in that place, it carries a particular pain. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, uh, I remember sitting down with one of my kids one day and saying, you know, I really want to spend eternity with you in heaven. But you need to know that's not going to stop me from experiencing joy on this side. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to live a joyful life <laughs> no matter what, because God promised it to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, joy doesn't mean the absence of pain, doesn't mean the absence of suffering. Right. And if, if anything, mm -hmm. you know, John's very complimentary and kind. And so are you about, you know, our my missionary experience. But, you know, I feel like I got way more out of it than anything I ever gave. And the, the number one thing I got out of it is I lived in a part of the world where people regularly suffer for their faith. And, you know, some of my closest friends today are people who've been in jail for their faith. Mm -hmm. And um, and to see them, you know, they still have a, a smile on their face and a twinkle in their eye and, you know, wow. quick with a laugh. And only Jesus yeah. can do that. Yeah. Only Jesus can take the sufferings that this world throws at us and yet somehow redeem them. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, probably the 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 foundation of life that we have under us that helps us maybe be able to be authentic. We also don't claim to have all the answers. Right. You know, I don't even know all the questions, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I'm still trying to figure, you know, so I think we'll be quite clear at times to say, you know, I, I don't really know the answer to this one, yeah. you know, and, um, and you'll probably find out that, you know, John and I are different enough that we won't always land on the exact same answer. And mm -hmm. that's fine. Because there's so much diversity in the body of Christ, yes. you know, and so I think that's healthy to have d divergent yeah. opinions. Good, good. Did yeah. you ever, um, you know, you talked about hope earlier. That's what spurred that question in my thinking. Mm -hmm. Did you ever lose hope in the middle of, of the betrayal or the family difficulties? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I, I remember being at a place where, you know, I had to learn because I was in a very demanding ministry role at mm -hmm. the time. I mean, you know, I could have worked 18 hours a day and it wouldn't have been enough sort of idea. And, yeah. you know, and that was when things were going great in my life. Yeah. And um, I remember one day I was sitting on the bed. It was late at night. Kids had already gone to bed and I had my laptop in my lap and I was writing an email. And um, my wife walked in the room and she said, are you okay? And it, it kind of took me off guard because when I'm, when I'm tense or, you know, I'm like that, I can be a little short with somebody, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I was like, I thought my brain immediately went to, I must have snapped at her, you know, about something. And I went, I'm sorry, did I, did I say something that was, <laughs> Good husband, you know, apologizing and not even yeah, knowing what you've exactly. done like, wrong. You know, like, and I was like, did I say something that, you know, did I respond, you know, and she's like, no, 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 not at all. She goes, I can just tell that you're just like really burdened, really weighed down. And I remember saying to her, you know, I love my work. And when things are going great, I have emotional margins. But with the stuff we're walking through right now with our children, 
I feel like my margins, I don't feel like, I know my margins have shrunk. And so my capacity for work and for relationships and for joy and for all of those things, my capacity had shrunk with it. And so then stuff that I needed to get done was like falling off the edge, you know, because my capacity was shrinking. And in those kind of moments, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of just absolutely have no hope. Yeah. And I remember one day thinking and praying and I came across a, an expression and it helped me. It actually became a, something that got me through because it said, when you're in these kinds of moments, what you look for is just the next right thing. Yeah. And I had to learn how to have a proper form of compartmentalization in my life. And so where I would work And yet at the same time, I would be fully there emotionally because in the Christian world, we have like, we have two different ways we could respond to that or in the world in general. If, you know, my pain was so great in that moment, I remember thinking to myself, like, honestly, I'd like to self-medicate and just never get out of bed. That's how deep the pain was. The problem was I had a job that you know, within about two days, people were going, hey, where's Mark? You know? <laughs> and so I couldn't do that. Right. But there's a Christian alternative to that that may be even more toxic. And that is bury yourself so deep in Christian good work mm-hmm. that you use it as an anesthesia yeah. for your pain. And the problem with that that makes that so toxic is that the church world will applaud you. Right. Look how productive that guy is. Man, he writes books, he does podcasts, he's doing all this stuff. He's traveling around the world. He's, you know, he's doing all this and the church applauds. And at the same time, you know, from inside, that's actually coming from a really unhealthy place. And the Lord helped me through that little moment of just do the next right thing to find a way to be fully present in my work and at the same time, fully emotionally present. So it might be, I would take 10 minutes and say, I got 10 minutes. I've got to write this next email, write the email. And then I would take five minutes and I might cry. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the five minutes, I'd say, thank you, Lord, for your presence in my life. And I'd go and do the next right thing. That's good. You know, and it wasn't that, you know, you you counted on God's grace for the, at the beginning, you counted on God's Mm -hmm. grace throughout the day constantly. And in that, just like we were talking about earlier about forgiveness. If you do the right things, eventually you feel the right things. Mm-hmm. It's the same way with hope. Yeah. When you do the right things, you keep casting your burdens on the Lord. You keep understanding his attributes. You understand that he's loving, that he's all compassionate, but he's also all powerful. Mm-hmm. And Amen. that he brings those both to bear for our benefit. Yeah. You know, if he's all loving and he's all powerful, but it doesn't have any implications on my life, who cares? Yeah. But he is all powerful and all loving, and he brings both of those to bear in my life Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, and that gives me hope. I love it. Yeah. Well well said. And could could I say this as well? Yeah, sure. You know, in 1 Corinthians 13, when it lists out, and these three remain, faith, hope, and love, um, hope is one of those words that's stuck in the middle there and we all know faith well that's a that's a great one <laughs> love that's a great one mm. and then hope is in the middle of that and one of the things that I, I i strongly believe is that hope isn't 
necessarily the way that we interpret it in our culture is, mm-hmm. well, I hope God will help me through this. Mm-hmm. That word hope is this, this sustaining knowledge that God is in control. And he's in control, not just when things are going good, but sometimes when things go absolutely upside down in our lives, that hope is is a word in the Greek that means even in those distressful moments, I have this great assurance that God is in control and he will walk with me every step of the way. So are there moments when the frailty of our, of our flesh goes, God, where are you at? Because right now it seems like you're a million miles away, but hope gives us an assurance that in the most difficult moments in our life, that Jesus is plotting a path out for our lives. And when we feel like he's not there, and sometimes in some of those moments is when he is there in the greatest, most dynamic ways. And so when I listen uh, to Mark talk about hope, I'm, 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 I can feel it because those moments where you go, God, nothing is working out the way that I think it should work out. But my hope says that ultimately you're in control and you're mm-hmm. going to see me through to yeah. the end. What a what a great encouragement. So uh, wonderful testimony. But today, and maybe you're there, you know, listening to us today and you're, you're going, hey, God, I need some hope in my life because things are so upside down. I want to tell you, put your hope in Christ because he is in control and he is working things, all things out for our good, even when it doesn't feel yeah. like it. Yeah. Seems yeah. like we've... Uh been hovering around this word hope here for a little while, and it's good. I, I, I want to just draw that out just a little bit more. Um, somebody that's listening now that's saying, this, okay, you guys had some experiences where you weren't so hopeful, uh, you compartmentalized, and that gained some hope. You, you see that as something you put your trust in God. But they're saying to themselves right now, okay, these guys have developed hope, but I'm, I'm feeling hopeless right now. What would you say to them? Uh, if, if 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 somebody were we don't have a call in show, but if they called and said like, "Hey, thanks for talking about hope, but I don't have any right now." Uh, any thoughts on where you would take them? Well, the first thing I would say is uh, just know that we're praying for you. Just know that we feel. I, I mean, I'm in a setting in a podcast right now with somebody that I have so much love and respect. I left a church that I was thriving and amazing. Uh, to come here and work with Gary because, man, I see the authenticity and just the message that God has put. And Mark, man, we have such a history. But even with the, the you know, three three of us that are sitting here, uh, what you're facing, and the scripture says that there's no temptation that hasn't been, uh, you know, known to th- this common to man. And so some of those situations that you're in, that yeah. they could be very common. But it doesn't feel that way. No, it doesn't. And when you feel isolated and you feel alone, and those moments, first I would love to encourage you, find somebody that you trust, a spiritual leader that you can go to. Because in those moments when you feel that way, the enemy will take those moments and make you feel like you can't even get out of bed. Who cares about me? God, are you even there? But those are those moments that take the authenticity to the trusting Christ. That those are the moments that in my own life, I have found this, that when I don't know what to hold on to, but I can hold on to, to Christ mm-hmm. and his words, that he is that faithful friend and he will get me. I love the scripture from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake, whatever storms are there, 
If God says that you'll get to the other side of the lake, you will get to the other side of the lake. And I want to encourage you today. God will get you to the other side. Mm. He's just asking you in those moments when the waves are crashing and everything feels like it may be falling apart. Those are the moments that when you learn to put your trust in the Lord, that he knows how to turn things around for your good. Mm. And so if you're in those moments today, man, hey, we, we have walked through some of those storms. And we want to tell you, the goodness of God is on the other side. So just keep trusting, keep plotting when it doesn't feel like it. Those are the moments that you need to keep walking it out. And I assure you, you will see the faithfulness and the goodness of God as you take those steps of faith. Wow. Yeah. Speaking like a pastor there. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's one of the, I think that's going to be one of the rich things of your guys' podcast is to have, you know, both, both uh, the biblical background and content and the theological minds to be able to present the Word of God on key issues, but then also the, the pastoral experience, the experience with people uh, in, in ministry for all these years. It's going to, you know, you'd be able to, like you're doing, John, just speaking right into the camera right into the hearts of people it's almost like you know i want to encourage you watch this podcast because you're going to be sitting down with some people that will speak directly to you mm -hmm. you know they're not going to just they're not just uh it's not just head knowledge you're you're going to get into the, some of the things that are going to help people uh, love live and lead in a more passionate and creative way um, i didn't give you a chance to you want to answer that same question or yeah i think the easiest one you know i mean obviously when we're being, we feel like we're getting beat up on. If we're Christ followers, we need to spend time in the Word. We need to spend time in prayer, but we know those things. Right. You know, and so, but when we're, when we're being beat up on, we are more vulnerable to listening to the lies of the enemy. It's very true. You know, and so I think for me, the most important thing is when I am feeling hopeless, I need to surround myself with hopeful people. Mm. You know, yeah, in general, yeah. I look for hopeful people in my life. Yeah. That doesn't mean I, I minister to everybody, you know, yeah. so you, you know, but when I'm drawing people close, people that I'm going to let inside my immediate circle that are, you know, going to be the ones that cause I'm, I'm going to end up emulating the people yeah. and they, me, the people that are most close to me, I want hopeful people mm -hmm. around me. Um, and so I have a friend who one time, we, we were just getting to be friends. And um, he, he's, he has a little, he has a good sense of humor. And he was talking to me and he goes, he was talking to someone else. And, but he said, I knew I was going to like Mark right after I first met him because he smelled like smoke. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, and he goes, I could tell he had walked through the fires of adversity, but yeah, he hadn't come wow. burned. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And I want people around me that smell like smoke. Yeah. <laughs> They've been through the fires, but they still have that smile on their face. They still have joy in their heart. They st so for me, the big thing is it's about community, yeah. you know, and so that we can, you know, I, I, I was blessed for 30 years to live in a part of the world that's much more communal in nature than our independent American society. And you can't live the Christian life successfully and joyfully alone. Amen. We weren't meant to be alone, yeah. you know. And so it wasn't just that, you know, God made, a, you know, a, a wife for Adam because it wasn't good for man to be alone. It's not good for any of us to be alone. Yeah, that's right. 
And, you know, when we try to live alone, we are more likely to go toward despair, discouragement. Mm -hmm. But when we live in community, especially when we're intentional about finding healthy, whole people to be around that are hopeful, I think that helps us. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, because I was thinking about this morning. It's like, you know, God had to put on flesh to be tempted in all the ways that we've been so they can sympathize with us. I think one of the key things that he picked up in doing that that he couldn't do as part of the trinity is be alone mm. or or be isolated or be what it feels like to be lonely because god in trinity form has never been lonely yeah uh, and so he you know so up, up to that point if you were to tell god like man i'm really lonely he's like um i <laughs> I, I, I understand the concept but i've never felt it right. you know where we're in christ he's felt that loneliness and <clears throat> and surrounded himself by you know in prayer with the Father and the Holy Spirit who, you know, you talk about the consummate <clears throat> entities of hope, you know, that, 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 that the Trinity itself is a, is a doctrine of community yeah. and, and that speaks to that. And I'd say, secondly, I would say, if, if somebody's listening to us now and they're saying, okay, surround myself with people of hope, I, I don't have anybody, all my friends are naysayers and gloom and doom and uh, then I'd say time to change friends it really <laughs> exactly is. it is yeah because yeah. and secondly this is going to hurt a little bit but I would say to, you know some of it has to do with externally what we're doing look at our friends and if there's nobody hopeful there change friends but I also say you know the hard work of looking inside and saying okay why do I have three friends and all of them are negative and all every time we get yeah. together they're they're bad mouthing somebody or gossiping somebody it, it's an, probably an indicator of some things that are in our own heart Absolutely. and so I, I i think we need to before we change our friends i think we need to change ourselves and say god change my heart because because there's something about me that sort of likes to stay in don't like it but i'm stuck in it i'm in i'm in a rut and it's become Maybe it's a victim mentality that I have now, and I'm just I'm kind of stuck here. And and you know, we the three of us I know without a doubt believe the Holy Spirit can pick us up out of that. We can become free of of any kind of um, despair, hopelessness that we've we've been stuck in, and then built a whole community around that that hopelessness. And so it's it's uh, it's time for a change. It really is. It's and yeah. and it's not it's not it's never too late. And God is present at all times. And being that he is Trinity, he is community in his very essence, that's what he's longing for for us. And so, you know, he, he says, if you ask for a bread, would I give you a stone? So if you ask for community, healthy, hopeful, faith, love, and and faith, love, and no, faith, hope, and love, no, yeah. uh, all three of them. <laughs> if you want that kind of community, then just ask, ask me and ask me to do it in your heart mm. to give, give, give me faith, give me hope, give me love. And then put me in a group of people that help cultivate that. And I think that's what your podcast is going to do as well. It's going to help cultivate the, those elements in, in, in our life. I'm looking forward to that. Do you have a, a title for the podcast? Do you have a name for it? Yeah, it's Truth and Grace with Truth John and, and Mark. Okay, Sounds like that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Yeah. Sounds like a morning t- ride Truth. to work talk show. You know, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Truth and Grace with and John and Mark. It may be a little bit of that. We're going to have yeah. fun with it. We want to, you know. Both of us have, you know, kind of been a lot of places and lived a lot of life. And yeah. we don't want it to just be this, like, you know, uh, boring podcast. We really yeah. want to speak to people and have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's going to be amazing. And, um, yeah, when, once it's up and running, we'll we'll get word out through our World Challenge uh, network. Uh, so we wa- be watching for this this uh, wonderful podcast about truth and grace. Uh, 
John and Mark, and uh, kind of cool because you sort of have a biblical name yeah. there as well. <laughs> and you'll be bringing the, the Word of God into uh, uh, highlighting these issues that you'll be covering. And um, you'll be doing it weekly or mm-hmm. every, every so every week. Be looking for it. And um, you'll see in the show notes how you can get in, t- in touch with this. And yep. I suppose you could even subscribe to it. I would recommend people subscribe to it so they get it in their inbox every week so they can get that hope and authenticity to, to live out of that hope uh, that you guys have been talking about. Yeah, one thing that we intend to do as well periodically is have, we're, have a time that we do a li- live and we do prayer requests. Oh, nice. So it will give us an opportunity that if you have a prayer need, yeah. uh, you can write in. Uh, we'll be praying for those. And as well, we want to pray for situations around the world. Uh, right now we have, a you know, here at World Challenge, we actually have a pastor who's uh, been arrested uh, is going through, um, you know, is already has a lawyer. It's going to be going through a trial. Situations like that, we want to pray for unreached people groups, the challenges we have here in America. So, uh, so as well, periodically, we want to take some of those moments and just open it up for prayer and some interactive mm. uh, times as well, because we really believe in the in the power of prayer. Yeah. And God can change the situations that we live in. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you can find out more about them and about us at World Challenge here at www.worldchallenge.org and uh, some of the sermons we've had, some of the conferences that we do. And there's also a place that you can get a phone number or uh, email. And uh, John is talking about uh, eventually their show will have some live call-in for prayer. But you can you can call in now. Uh, on the website, you'll get a number. And we have a prayer team uh, that's, that works during the day here with us. And you can leave a message if you're calling at night or calling from another part of the world. And uh, that team will pray over you and pray for you and get in touch with you and uh, believe that God can bring the things that... Uh, You've been hearing these guys talk about today, that hope and that authenticity and that love and that life and be able to lead others in those things that God has for you. So we look forward to this, excited about it, and we're we're thrilled to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting World Challenge transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ.